0: Covers, your bi-weekly book club podcast, where we're going through our 2020 challenge list. I'm Stephanie Cortez, and as always, I'm joined by amazing and wonderful co-host Megan Griffin. Megan, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you doing?
0: Doing well. I'm glad that it's now feels like fall, and I was actually kind of chilled on my walk this morning. I'm all about that sweater hoodie life. Yes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I opened the door to go to tennis practice this morning and immediately shut it and <laughs> went to find the hoodie because it was fifty-five degrees. I was like, What is this? Yes. Oh, it is beautiful. It's, so wonderful. <laughs> it's perfection is what it is. Yes. It is, it is. Yes, yes, yes. I have no excuse not to go running now though. Damn it.
0: Mm, I... <laughs> And this week, we are joined by MJ of the Reignite podcast, Circle of Friendship, and the Rob Thomas, no, not that one, Robcast. MJ, how are you doing?
2: Hi, I'm okay. How are you guys? Good. Good. Welcome. I'm excited to be here and excited to talk about this book.
1: Yeah, this is uh, one of those authors that I just am like, when you're like, these authors that should shape your childhood she rarely pops up on a list for that, unless you're, like, a specific kind of, like, I don't know, like, you had to be raised a certain way. But I feel like these books are so under-supported.
2: Yes. And, like... I completely agree. No. Um, I didn't come to Tamara Pierce until I was in my mid-to-late teens, and even then, it wasn't this series. This was her first series. We're talking about Song of the Lioness, um, first book, Alana. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I actually came first to her Emelon books, The Circle of Magic, mm. which one of my podcasts is based on. Um, which is why I'm here talking about this right now. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. Yay. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, with Tamara Pierce, I feel like anyone who has read her as a child is a very specific type of person. They are determined, they are fierce, they're probably gay.
1: either that or they have the biggest crush on george cooper because like i definitely have straight friends that love tamora pierce's books that like fucking love george cooper
2: george cooper has strong queer energy so that that doesn't like disarm
1: (laughs) no 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 no, no. (laughs) no george cooper is like what is it, bi-pirate that's going around yes, TikTok right now? Yes.
0: George mm-hmm. Cooper is a mm-hmm. bisexual
2: rogue. You cannot yep. tell me otherwise. Yep.
0: I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we dive too deep into Song of the Lioness, Megan, last time I totally forgot what you said you were going to read. That was not for the podcast.
1: <laughs> so I said I was going to read Breathe, the new art of a lost science. Mm-hmm. And I did start it, but a lot of my books, I'm either reading, I'm doing audiobooks while I'm working, or I'm doing as like night reading and things like that. And this is the one that I started, and was like, I have to sit down and focus on this because I have major breathing problems, and it adds to all my other health issues and stuff, and I really, really want to take this serious. So I read two chapters. I read, like, four other books, but <laughs> I read two chapters of this book because it is one that I'm like, I need to set a day aside to actually do this. Gotcha. So instead, I started into a dive of, like, retellings of Agatha Christie's, and then there were none.
2: Okay. That sounds good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's one of my favorite books. I understand it is hella problematic. Don't at me. I am fully aware. <sighs> she <laughs> is my problematic fave. I understand. But... I like Book Riot put out a list of retellings and I was like fuck yeah I want to do this so what about you I totally don't remember what you said you were going to read either so don't worry
0: so I guess I did something similar I said I was going to read (laughs) um Dust Tracks on a Road by Zora Neale Hurston her autobiography and I did start it I read maybe more than a couple of chapters but then I got sidetracked by an audiobook that I have uh, one of the ones I got like a year ago when I canceled my audible <laughs> subscription and used all of my my um, my credits it's uh, the mother of black Hollywood by Jennifer Lewis mm. it's a memoir she is, she's been in a million things She's plays Anthony Anderson's mom on Blackish. She was one of Will Smith's aunts on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. She's one of the backup singers in sister act at the very beginning in the Las Vegas nightclub. This, because I, I was like, oh, I kind of want something light. I was a little worried about how
1: mm-hmm.
0: deep and dark maybe Zora Neil Hurston's um, work could go. So I went to I went to this and. It's it's like we we've talked about with audio books that we love hearing memoirs read by the person who wrote mm-hmm. them. She has lived a life. <laughs> it's like, oh, I oh she I didn't realize she did like tours with Bette Midler and like, oh ugh, cool. she, yeah, and she talks about how um, she's been dealing with um, having bipolar disorder and like doing the work and just how she didn't do the work at first and how like some people have come up to her and said they, you know, you inspired like my family member to, to get help and to not ignore it. And she, it was amazing. I definitely, definitely recommend, um, I definitely recommend the mother of black Hollywood. I'm
1: going to have to add that to my list for sure. Yeah.
0: She also she talks about, well, she's very, can- she's pretty candid about her sex life where I was like, you have a good memory. <laughs> <laughs> Quite impressed by that.
1: (laughs) Shit, I don't know if I can remember all the names of the people. I was thinking that the other day. Shit. Okay, Uh, never write memoirs.
0: Can't. Um. Maybe she made the names up. Who knows? But the delivery is very confident, so it seems like she's telling the truth.
1: (laughs) I'm definitely gonna have to add this to my list. I'm glad you found something light because I know I remember when you said it. I was like, "God damn, that is not light." I don't know what you're talking about.
0: I mean, definitely some some darker moments in the memoir, but for the most part, like just definitely felt like just a conversation with a friend where she's just telling me about her crazy life. (laughs) Very cool. So, So. and then, so for this week we're doing song of the lioness, Alana, the first adventure by, is it Tamara? Tamara, Tamara,
2: Tamara, like camera,
0: camera, Tamara Pierce. (laughs) And you both had read this before, correct? Yes. Yes. When, when did you like, first do if you remember about how old you were when you first read this
2: i was in my early 20s actually when i first came oh. to alana i read all of her books out of order the very first okay. Tamara pierce book i read was cold fire which is the third book in the second quartet of the circle of magic series oh my god yeah i mean you know what I kind of did
0: that growing with, like, the cheerleader series that we talked about. That's I read true. the second book first, That's so true. I knew that someone important was going
2: to die. Because it was a big <laughs> yep. topic. <laughs> yep.
0: So I get it. <laughs> uh, and
2: for Tortal, the very first Tortal book I read was actually uh, Trickster's Choice and Trickster's Queen. Okay. Uh, which take place way after Alana. Oh! So, like, there's a lot of things that you learn in Trickster's Choice and Trickster's Queen that take place in Alana's story.
1: Gotcha.
2: (laughs) Like, um, it's about Alana's daughter. Okay. So you learn who she ends up with. You Mm -hmm. learn uh, how the world has changed since Alana achieves her dream of becoming a knight. You learn all the hardships that Alana had to face. There's a lot of crazy things that happen. These books are wild. They're so good. Though. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I think it speaks to yeah. it though, because you
0: still went back to Alana, even learning a good chunk of her story. Yeah. you still went back and
2: checked it out. Yeah. I mean, just because I knew who Alana ended up with didn't mean that I knew how she got there.
0: <laughs> right. So see the journey. Yes. Yeah. How about you, Megan? I-
2: I have only read this quartets.
1: Um, It has been like her entire world building is wonderful and it it has been on my list forever. Um, I need to just buy them. I think that's part of the problem was like I couldn't find them easily in libraries and like what is the starting point and all of that. But I was definitely in my early 20s. Um, I had made friends and my friend Jill um, had, I believe, a cat named... She has a bunch of pets. She has a bunch of cats and she has horses. George Cooper. um, Oh, I can't remember. There's another couple names. And I was like,
2: I don't remember. If Faithful was one, then that is a direct pull. There's also Raul of Golden Lake. There's, um, (laughs) I love Raul. I have a lot of feelings about Raul too. (laughs) There, she had
1: all these. And then like um, several other friends had read them. And I was like, okay, if you love them so much that you're naming animals... Like, the love of your lives after, you know, these characters, I have to read them. So I did the first four right before I got sick. I know that. Um, and I own a couple other books that she's come out with in the last few years. Mm. But I have not read them because I need to read all these other ones first. <laughs> so
2: I can give you the order list if that would be helpful. That would be I very would love helpful. That as well. Yeah. <laughs> So actually, I'll give it now on air in case anybody else is interested in following Tamara Pierce's work. So one of my favorite things about Tamara Pierce is that every single book is better than the one before it, both writing style and also themes, and she just gets more progressive with each book. So keep in mind that these books started in the 80s, in the very early 80s, so there may be some things that... Don't make sense given today's uh, political climate or social climate. But as it goes on, you'll see that she actively works to make change in these worlds. So she is aware that when she first wrote them, there were some biases, there were some problematic themes. And I think if she wrote them today, they would be very different. Uh, That being said, so the very first series is Song of the Lioness. That's Alana in the Hand of the Goddess. The Woman Who Rides Like a Man, and I think the last one is Lady Knight. Yes, Lady Knight. I I'm, so, yeah. I'm looking at my, like, <laughs> row of books to be like, which ones are they? I don't remember. <laughs> Sorry, I got far away from the microphone there. Um, <laughs> the next series is called The Immortals. That follows a character named Dane. Completely different character. Also, the beauty is that each quartet is kind of self-contained. You don't necessarily need to have read the one before it. You'll get all the information and it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, Wild Magic follows Dane and her uh, interactions with with uh, these beings called the Immortals, and also her interactions with the gods. After that is Protector of the Small, which follows Kaledry of Mindelin, the first girl to openly go for her shield. Sweet. Yeah. So since Alana became a knight, there has only been one girl to go for her shield, and that's Kelladry. So okay. it's about Caledri's attempt to become a knight in this new world that Alana has built. Uh, it's very, very emotional if you've ever been bullied, I have to warn you. Oh, no. Okay. Like, if you've ever been bullied, if you've ever been assaulted, if you've ever been made to feel small in your life, it's very emotional for that. But I
1: gotta say, it's nice that Alana goes this is gonna sound very backwards it's nice that Alana goes through what she went through and then she does another series and it's not like and everything's forgotten you know women are just now accepted like that is not true that's not how it works
2: works. yeah Yeah. like so Caledry goes through a lot of shit to just prove that she deserves to be there yeah um after that (laughs) is the tricksters duet that's tricksters choice and tricksters queen about Allie Alana's daughter and then after that sorry i'm checking my shelf yes after that is uh the provost dog trilogy it's about becca cooper it actually takes place about 100 years before alana okay uh and is becca cooper related to george cooper who knows who's to say (laughs) (laughs) what a coincidence (laughs) Uh, Becca Cooper is actually probably my favorite heroine of Tortal. She is a young woman who becomes a guardswoman because she believes in protecting people. So in our current political climate where the uh, police force is an inherently corrupt institution, Becca is very refreshing because she is someone who believes in dismantling corruption. And she actively works to do so
1: yeah i can imagine that's really hard to read right now
2: yeah but i love becca she's very she's very intense and she's very determined but she's also sweet and she's a kid she's 16 and she just wants to do right by people the people that she was raised near and around and she wants to protect them and i love her a lot and one of her romantic interests was designed after Brendan Fraser. And how can you not love that? Okay. I love it so much. <laughs> Here for this. <laughs> uh, I love him so much. Um, so, yeah. And that's it for, for Tortall. Okay. Okay. So maybe the books that I have don't fall into Tortall. You might have Emelon books then. Uh,
1: the one, I'm thinking of one with a feather on it. Feather. Oh,
2: actually, I'm sorry. That wasn't it for Tortall. There's also New Mayor's oh. books. That's, okay, that's one, yep. Yes. Okay. Numer is a character that we meet in The Immortals. He mm-hmm. is Dan's magic teacher. Mm-hmm. So when we meet him in his books, he's actually much younger. This is a story of how he became, like, the most powerful magician in all of Tortal. Wow. Right. Yeah, okay. he's intense he his magic is so powerful that it exhausts him whenever he uses it he can only ever do big magics he cannot do small things like snuff out a candle because he just has I so much power that. Hmm.
1: i love that
2: yeah is really interesting and i like him there's some con there's there's some thoughts <laughs> <laughs> i will keep that in mind when yes. i actually get around to reading these there's yeah. and
1: then there's like a a non- nonfiction book or whatever like the histories or something yes. i remember it being released
2: yeah it's like a a, a spy's guide to Tortal. yeah that's what oh, it is okay. yeah yeah okay. that is written um mainly because of ali because her books are basically about being a spy her books are spy books nice uh and what it's like to topple a corrupt government place oh and put the rights topical yeah <laughs> <laughs> and put the rightful queen of color on the throne. <clears throat> okay. okay, I kind of love that. Yes, um, I remember that coming
1: out because I think the tour it was her husband and maybe her son came with her because they or daughter. Oh crap, I cannot remember who was all at that table. Uh, I know it was her husband and I know it was her kid and I know it was um, like her, I keep wanting to say intern, which is not the correct word, but like. She had a team to help her Editorial with Editorial assistant. Yeah. 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 I think I was at and that same event. Was... Holy shit. We probably sat near each other. <laughs> I should look for my pictures and be like, I wonder if i
2: Um <laughs> I think I had pink hair then.
1: <sighs> I'm going to have to look between mine and Mary's pictures to see if I, I find you in the background. That would be so funny I if like, we that. were sitting next to each other. Actually, <laughs> you have to. Time working. it was at Books of Wonder, right? It was at Books of Wonder. I might have been working. Okay.
0: Megan, you That's have to so search funny. search your pictures.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have <laughs> to tag funny. them out. I'm gonna have to figure out which which round of pictures that was because yes, I used to work so. all the events. That's so cool. Oh. So it's possible. I hope
0: I hope you have. because like when I was in high school, I remember ninth grade, we were looking at pictures I had taken the year before, in eighth grade at um, this trip to High Meadows, which was just like. A place with like, you could swim, you could play volleyball. I think there was like a little mini arcade. It was just like a reward sort of for finishing eighth grade, basically. And in the background of two of my pictures, there was this guy, Will, who went to a different middle school but was now at the same high school. And then this kid, Jason. I was like, this is Will. This is Jason. So I really hope that I'm Jason, your pictures. (laughs) I hope so. so I hope it's
1: like a sign.
0: Yeah. I
1: don't have to dig them up. (laughs) (laughs) Meant to be.
0: Yes, absolutely. Swoon. And MJ, I do appreciate you giving the order because I had not, I hadn't read any of Tamra Pierce. I had not okay. heard of the series or any of her stuff. So I now need to finish this because I really enjoyed yes. this. I also kind of read the title wrong before I started the book. I thought it said Alana, the first adventurer. So I was like,
2: wait oh, a minute, yeah. we're getting
0: towards the end here. And I, <laughs> she's not a knight yet. <laughs> like, no. when, what is happening? She better not die.
2: <laughs> no. It's
0: a YA book. She can't die. So then I looked and I was like, oh, the first adventure. So now I just need the rest to see what else happens in her life, basically.
2: So many amazing things. She gets a cat. She does. She gets a cat in the next book.
0: What's the cat's name? Faithful. Very nice. Uh, nice.
2: And Faithful has his own, like, backstory and magic. He's so cool.
0: I love the magics in this. So just... Very quick summary, she's a 10-year-old girl who wants to be a knight, but only boys can be knights, so she convinces her twin brother to switch places with her, so they can each basically have what they want. He, she can go to the palace to study to be a knight, and he can go to the convent and study magic. Um, it was first published in 1983, and it was what I found was that it was banned in Oregon for sexual references and the use of an amulet to prevent pregnancy.
2: Yep. Also for period talk.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which, like...
2: How the most dare you talk. Thing in the world.
0: Yeah. I was waiting for that to happen. I was like, "What the hell are you going to do?" And then on top of it, she didn't know what was happening, and I was like, "Oh no, girl. Oh no, yeah. girl."
2: It was the worst. It's so stressful and terrible. Right. It can be stressful when you know what's going to happen.
0: <laughs> but, can... but she handles it so
1: well. She's I think lover. if I didn't know, I just would have been like, "I'm just I'm dying. I'm curling right. up into a ball.
0: Right. Fuck the world." Mouse this was like in my girl when she's like, I'm hemorrhaging. I'm going to die. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. My favorite is when she goes to George and she's just like, okay, here's the deal. I'm a girl. Take me to a healer.
0: Right. She's yes. like, I just need your help. and Here's the truth. We're going to, we have to solve this problem right now.
2: <laughs> and poor George is hung up on the fact like, you have seen me naked. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> and I
0: think he's not dressed at the time because she goes yes. to his bedroom and he's like, turn around. And she's like, well, I've seen you. What? Just Can we just go? <laughs> yeah i, I mean her. she's young enough that she's like i don't what what is the I
2: deal don't, what i don't fucking care like right what? <laughs> right <laughs> and that's on being socialized differently <laughs> yeah
0: oh <laughs> uh, so good but yeah i was waiting for that to have, when there's um when she's like finding her chest i was like, oh. I hope you know what's coming. I was thinking that she knew what was coming, but her mom had passed away when her and her brother was born. So I guess Maude, the village healer, never told her this important
1: piece but of information. When is, when she brings this plan to Maude to be right. like, so Tom and I are going to switch places, Maude would be like, Do you, are you
0: aware? <laughs> you just need to be prepared for this moment. I have to tell you
2: something, something really important. Right. <laughs> Right. The day's going to come where you're going to need everything that I'm going to put in this box. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just,
0: like grabbing stuff on the shelf. I love it. I love that evidence so much. Right. Right. I mean, she does tell her, Maude does tell Lana that she has the gift of healing and that it's even stronger than hers and she needs to use it. So that's important for later in the story. But she leaves out the period talk, which was not great, Maude.
2: But at least out of the period talk. Fiasco, for lack of a better word. Uh, we get El- Eleni, Eleni, Eleni. Let's say Eleni, Eleni Cooper. Uh, yes. Ah, yes. It's like who are we talking yeah. about? And I was like, are we? Yes. Is this like a
1: relationship with name with Alana and someone? Am I missing? Something? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Eleni, George's mom.
2: I love her. I love.
1: Yes, I love her too. She's so yeah. great. Yeah,
2: doesn't even bat a fucking eye. <laughs> No, she's like, okay, so you're a girl.
0: Keep going. (laughs) Yeah. Fine. (laughs) Poor George is shocked when he finds out.
1: (laughs) I gotta say, rereading this, when you get the description of the twins, they are redheads with purple Mm -hmm. eyes. I just don't feel like that would fly nowadays. (laughs) Like, I feel like that would be like, are you writing a fucking Mary Sue? And
2: it's not at all. No.
1: But I love it
2: so much.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, Alana is not instantly good at anything. No. Like, yeah, everything that she's already good at, she's been trained in. Coram tra- right. tra- trained her to mm-hmm. do all those things. And when she gets there, they're like, okay, that's adequate. And she's like, adequate?
0: Right. right.
2: <laughs> she's like, I'm fucking amazing. What are you talking about?
0: Right. Quickly learns that she's not. and has. But then I also love that she then, I mean, okay, there is the part where she tells Corum, we're leaving, pack your bags. And then she agrees to stay, but then she really puts in the work, like she asks to practice with his sword, which is way bigger Mm -hmm. than her practice sword. And he realizes that she's realized she needs that because she's so small and this will help her training to help her develop her muscles. Um, She gets the fighting and wrestling tips from him and then the hand-to-hand fighting tips from George, which... I was waiting for that little asshole to get his, not George. Um, what's his name? <laughs> oh. Rel- Rel- Raylan. Ray- Raylan of
2: Raylan. Mavin. Malvin. Yes. The, oh he
0: God. Just, I hate him. I'm waiting. He's going to, I know he's coming back. I know it. I know it because he starts picking on her immediately. And after she finally shows him up, he's like, you'll get me. Uh, I'll get you for this. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but like he basically only picked on her when all of her friends were not around, did it in secret mm-hmm. And just, like, he broke her arm at one point. I was just like, what yeah. the hell? <sighs> this wasn't just, like, pushing her around and, like... Right. Not that not that that's okay. But, like, at one point he breaks her damn arm. So...
2: Like, it is very violent abuse. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's something that all the boys kind of, like, expect to deal with in some way. Because they have the tried and true excuse of, I fell down. Right. Yes.
0: None of them believe her. But... <laughs> That's the excuse.
2: Yeah. But I kind of like the message
1: throughout this. Because, again, this is a I, YA. I don't know if it's middle grade or YA. I, I think, think given the way the later books lean, I th- definitely think it goes more YA. Yeah. Um, But the message is kind of like you got to work hard for shit. And it is okay to be strong and everything. But it is also really good to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And there is a difference between using someone's weakness in a battle to your advantage versus bullying. Yeah. Like, all of that is so well handled in this book.
2: Yeah. All of Tamara Pierce's main characters are very determined people. They're people <clears throat> who work very hard, except for Allie in Trickster's Choice <laughs> and Trickster's Queen. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, no. Well, because with Allie, she was like, you know, I write all these really determined characters. It'd be nice to write someone who just wants to have fun. Okay. okay you that's know valid. what? Yeah. That's... Sure.
1: <laughs> just a different determination. Right.
0: Right. Different goals. You know, like,
2: <laughs> Allie's just very much like, I like to party, but I also like to spy. <laughs> Can I roll them together? <laughs> okay. Yes, Allie. Allie. <laughs> I like having blue you. hair, but I also like telling lies. How can I make this <laughs> a career? <laughs> <sighs> Allie's great.
0: And Allie is Alana's daughter. Yes. Oh, I wonder how Alana feels about that.
2: <laughs> I'm going to read and find out. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I would like to take a moment to appreciate Miles of Olau. Mm. <sighs> yes, Sir Miles. I mm-hmm. appreciate him so immensely because he constantly calls out toxic masculinity. hmm And he's just... He knows. He knows Alana's secret. Oh, yeah. You could tell that he knows. And he's just oh, like, yeah. uh-huh, okay. Right. This is fine. Right. <laughs> I, Whatever. This is my child now, and I will protect them. Yes.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. he definitely... I loved... The, I mean the code of chivalry where the noblemen just have to take whatever is given to them and just, you know, deal with it silently, no complaints. And like the kids have to do or the pages have to do that basically from day one where they get all this work and they can't possibly finish it, And their punishment is more work and more practice and more of this. And it's, they basically just have to accept that they'll never get it all done and take everything they're given silently. And Sir Miles hates this code of chivalry so much.
2: Sir Miles is a good person.
0: He is, he really <laughs> is. And he d- he he goes to her and he's like, "Okay, Raylon's picking on you. Like I know it. I see everything." And she's like, "No, I just fell." She's holding still, holding true to that. And he's like, "I
1: okay." <laughs> but
0: <laughs> I just love that he's like there for her when they play chess together and they're mm-hmm. hanging out and stuff. And it's just like,
2: "I like you. I like this." Miles continues to be great. He just continues to be excellent throughout the entire series. Yeah, there was some of this, like, I
1: I, I remember bits and pieces from reading this, but it, it happened. I read this in a time that um, I don't have a lot of memories from that time period, and... Um, So when his name popped up, I got, like, this instant feeling. of just like, oh, yeah, I forgot how much I love (laughs) Sermon. Like, the first time it popped up, and I was like, where did that come from? And I'm reading this, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I remember this. But I also (laughs) like the fact that, like, they don't portray her father as, like, this terrible, abusive asshole. Like, he is just, I mean, he lost his wife because of these kids being born and he never coped with that. Yeah. Yeah. And he became a workaholic because of it. And this is why he kind of forgets about his kids and things like that. And it's, it's not good. I'm not saying like he's a good guy or anything, but it's like, I don't know. I just, I'm glad that Alana doesn't necessarily come from, she comes from neglect, not abuse.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's a different kind of trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We have neglected to talk about another important character, Prince Jonathan of Conti. Yes. Prince Jonathan. Yeah. Really? We're swooning over Prince Jonathan.
1: (laughs) You have to swoon over both him and George. And George. Uh... Mm.
2: (laughs) Ah. George. He teaches her how to fight.
1: (laughs) I'm a big George fan. Yeah. I'm a big fan of both. I mean, George is my my dude, hands down. But... I, I think that Jonathan's a great best friend. I mean, he's a stupid idiot. He's a dude. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. But like, yeah. I don't know, I guess as someone who like hung out with her stupid idiot yesterday. <laughs> I feel it.
2: That's fair. That's valid. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm just like,
0: okay. So when they go to the Black City... And they con- and they end up confronting essentially the nameless ones and having to battle them. When they're talking after, and she says, "Yeah, so your cousin like dared you to go here and sent you to your death." He's like, "Well, that I don't believe. He just believed that I could, you know, yeah. you know, rid this area of the scourge." Basically, it's like, "Oh, you're not being smart, but." Maybe a little nope. blinded, blinded <laughs> by the family ties, and this is his older cousin. Like they've been cousins and friends, like their whole or friends, he thought their whole lives. So, but I'm just like, mm. I feel like George would have a more realistic view of the conversation his, the cousin <sighs> Roger has with them before they go.
1: <laughs> yeah, Jonathan definitely has privilege, and it shows. He does, that, like, yeah. you know, he has a great like his parents are great and his family is really good so like why wouldn't he trust that why would he trust that anything is there's you know his cousins doing the best for him
2: roger is so fucking insidious and i hate him yeah
1: (sighs) but it's such a good villain
2: yeah
0: i love that we just get kind of at first get it from alana where she's like i feel like i don't like him but i don't know why and then i feel like i hate him and i don't know why that's That's such a mood
2: your gut never lies always trust your gut if your gut tells you something is fishy listen because that is how i find out that more people are terrible than i like Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. trust your gut Mm -hmm. and also your brother when you ask your letter
2: (laughs) well tom are we gonna see more of tom like am i gonna see more of tom Okay. okay you're gonna hear more from tom in the second book you'll see him well you'll see him at the end of the second book okay there's not as much Tom as originally intended. Ah. Uh, so I'm just uh, very
0: curious what his experiences were at the convent. Like. Tom. Uh, basically what he went through. That she, You know, while she was going through X, what was he going through? You yeah. know?
2: So he writes her a letter explaining that he plays it stupid. Yes. And that everybody thinks that he's an idiot. Um, yeah. That should tell you a little bit of Tom's character. That's but a little they... bit insidious
1: himself.
0: mm
2: but they do all
0: believe that he's a he's a girl, right? No, like they don't. Know. They know that no. he's a boy. They do know. Oh, no. okay, okay.
1: No, the the lie is that he had male twins right. rather yeah. than a boy. And a okay.
0: Girl. So I was like, are you just going to pretend to have a period every month when you don't know what that is? <laughs> so yeah. okay.
1: Yeah. No, 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 no. They know he's a boy. I think okay. the idea is that he's the second born, mm. or something like that. No, he's the firstborn. He is the firstborn. Okay, I didn't know if they tried to like explain it that way because there was the discussion of like, his path is normal for someone who has
2: more than one son. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So the priestesses train young boys in magic, and that's why they sent Tom to them. Like the girls always learn magic, is what Alana said.
0: Right. I think that's why I was thinking, wait, is he
2: supposed to to be pretending to be a girl this whole time? Yeah. I'm still curious
0: what he went through. Like, I know he pretended to play it dumb and was practicing on his own after hours by himself, but...
2: You learn a lot more of what he ends up becoming Uh into through his letters. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then... He's going to become evil now. (laughs) All right. He and Roger have a complicated relationship. Let me just say that.
0: Ooh dear in the original
2: (laughs) in the original version uh tom was written to be gay okay and there was a power imbalance relationship between tom and roger okay Mm -hmm.
1: but once it got that was dropped
2: yeah once it got modified for ya for ya not Y, whatever once it got modified (laughs) the whole queer relationship got dropped entirely gotcha Okay. So, if Tom reads, like, maybe he's queer, that's why. Okay.
1: It is also worth also stating really quick, YA did not exist as a genre necessarily back in the 80s, so -hmm. this was considered kids' fiction, so, Mm -hmm. like, dropping a queer storyline makes more sense Mm -hmm. than, like, if you think about YA nowadays, or even, like, ten years ago... That would seem very weird.
2: Yeah. I mean, her original like, draft of this had uh, drug and alcohol use. It had queer relationships. It was way more adult. Mm-hmm. But in order to get it published, um, she spoke to... Yeah. Let me get a name because it's in here in the afterword. let the first one story? Da-da-da. Where's this woman's name? Ah. Jean E. Carl at Athenaeum Books. She spoke to Tamara Pierce and said, hey, make these changes and I'll take the series. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay.
1: It is still a thing today that, like, women written fantasy is still considered. Like, it's. One of my favorite authors writes adult books, but often those adult fantasy books get misshelfed in the YA section because it is really hard for people to believe that women can write adult fantasy Mm -hmm. books. Yeah. And it's kind of sad that that's almost 40 years ago and it still has improved some, but not Yeah. Not a ton. Yeah.
2: Like during that time, she got 100 pages to tell her story, which is why it feels like the pace is so, like, mm. Yeah, I mean, you are
1: dead in the middle of it. Like, it's right. four beginning.
2: years that take place in one book, and right. it, <laughs> it keeps going. Like, the next book takes place over four years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um. I love these books. <laughs> I, I get very to keep emotional. Going. I just start crying like Miles is nice to a lot. And I'm just like, oh, God, you're such a good dad.
1: (laughs) And he's not perfect. That's the other added bonus is like they, you know, she becomes his page. And or it was actually maybe when she was like, I enjoyed the class. And one of the kids are like, he's an alcoholic. Just a heads Mm -hmm. up. And like, cool. But he's not. It's not played terrible. I, I just... I really, really enjoy, like, some of these turning over of tropes that... In 2020, are a lot of these have become tropes of their own, but seeing them in 1983 is really, really cool.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So excited to continue the series.
1: <laughs> I And I, then go past it. I'm going to go past it this time. Yeah. I
2: believe in you.
0: <laughs> the whole world. Get the whole world. Like, the mm-hmm. whole, you know, story. The history.
2: <laughs> exactly. Her was really good. Um i think the reason why i gravitate a little bit more towards emelon though even though i do love these books is emelon has less of a focus on romance there's a lot more diversity Mm -hmm. and the magic is very different um okay meg i know that you craft i don't know if you craft stephanie uh like knitting crocheting Mm. anything of that nature
0: i like cross stitch
2: Okay, awesome. Yeah. So, the crux of the Emloom books is that the yeah. everyday things that we do, these like little crafts all have magic of their own.
0: Okay, I love this.
2: <laughs> I'm already like fully on board. <laughs> So the main characters in the Emelon books, there's Sandry, whose magic speaks through thread and weaving. There's Briar, whose magic speaks through plants and growing things. Triss, whose magic speaks through weather and uh, forces of the earth and nature. And Daja, whose magic speaks through smith work. So she's a crafter. Um, she's a blacksmith. Nice. I like that. Yeah, very nice. much. <laughs> you meet other characters who have unique abilities. Evumeme, uh, who... Uh, uh, has magic through stone and rocks and gemstones. Um, we meet a character whose magic speaks through dance. Mm. Oh, nice. Okay. He's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I really like Circle of, of Magic. I almost called it Circle of Friendship. No, that's my podcast. That's <laughs> why <laughs> so I really like Circle of Magic. And it's just a different take.
0: Hmm.
2: So Interesting
0: may have to branch out to that one too although i want to finish this at least this quartet at least you know yeah Um, because i do hope that like we get to see more her more of her embracing her magic um because i really liked like at the end of the black city where her and john are kind of just partnered up and going to town and doing what they can um magic wise and then she also has her sword that she named lightning which i really liked
2: (laughs) So each of these books actually focus on an element of Alana's personality that she needs to embrace and focus on. Oh, interesting. Like, this first book is about her getting into the role of being a page and becoming a squire and dealing with all of that to begin with. And Eleni tells her, hey, you're going to have to cope with your femininity at some point
0: yes mm-hmm. and a
2: lot just like nah right
0: it's like you're gonna have to cope with it once a month at the very
2: least yeah
0: <laughs> and then as you
2: get older so in the hands of the goddess is very much about alana learning to love mm. because as we meet her in this book she's like romance is stupid i'm never gonna right. have babies <laughs> right so like, right give me that charm that? Give me all of no, the
0: charms to protect me from this.
2: <laughs> no, thank mm-hmm. you. But in the hands of the goddess, she's, you know, becoming a young woman. she's 14, 15, 16 mm. throughout the books. And she has some very handsome men around her. Yes, she does. Mm. And two of them know that she's a woman. Mm-hmm. 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 So... <laughs> she. <laughs> Oh, she's she going to be the squire
0: us. for one of them.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yep.
0: Which I'm like, okay, you're going to be yeah. working very closely together with Prince Jonathan, I see. <laughs> it's
2: not a power imbalance at all, what are you talking no. about? Mm-hmm. No,
0: no, mm-hmm.
1: no. Yeah. No, at our age, I'm like, four years, that's not a big deal. 14 to 18 is a big deal. Yeah. It's a very big deal. So...
2: that second book and- is very much about her embracing love, whereas okay. the third book is about her embracing magic. Mm-hmm. Yes! <laughs> uh, the woman who rides like a man, she ends up staying with this bazir tribe who are in need of a shaman. Mm. And that's how she like learns that her magic isn't something to be feared. And she also learns mm-hmm. a little bit more about femininity and that there's different ways to be uh, considered a strong woman uh, because she's working with a uh, different culture that has different expectations of what it means to be a woman.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And they kind of don't hold her to those expectations because she is a woman who rides like a man. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so they're like, we don't know what to do with you. <laughs> you. F- you be over there. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like we are on this
1: edge of um readdressing femininity and its importance because we have come so far in like, you know, women are powerful, women can do whatever they want. But it it, I don't know, I, I, I feel like I'm seeing more and more articles about where it's discussed is like comparing it to men still and being and, and, and not, and it's like we need to take it back. And just remind people that, like, it's fucking fine to be like, I really love frilly dresses and yes. fucking kick your ass.
2: Yes! 100% yes! Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually talked about this uh, on Reignite the other day because <laughs> there's a character uh, who is a news reporter who's staying on your ship in Mass Effect, and you walk in on a conversation that she's having with someone over comms, and the person asks her, like, does every newscaster have to wear so much makeup? Like, you're very heavily made up and like, you're pretty like, I'm not insulting you or anything. I'm just asking. And the character tells the other character that pretty tests well. Mm -hmm. And that's how they get the higher ratings. And I'm like, why can't this just be that she likes wearing makeup and it makes her happy? Yeah. Why can't that be it? Like, I feel just,
1: slightly more in control and put together if i have mascara my eyebrows mm-hmm. and some eyeliner on yep. it, i don't give a shit what no. i look like but it just there's something about it that in my mind i've gone this is my together
2: look yeah yeah and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that right. exactly and one of the things I get, I will... yeah. we get more of that for alana in the last book lady yeah. knight where she really has to live in this world where she is a woman who is mm. also a knight and like she's never been allowed to have earrings before because that mm. was considered feminine and she was posing as a man and like the masculine version is to have one earring and she never did it because she was like that, that's not the same <laughs> 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 it's just these little cute moments and like somebody expects her to wear a dress and she's like okay but no because I am a knight and I'm walking in this as a knight like a dress is fine when I'm having dinner with my friends and family because I do like them and they do Mm -hmm. make me feel pretty but like I'm walking in as a representative of the crown right? I can't be wearing a dress to this she's so great I love it it's really really good yeah
1: I know there are some some issues with how gender is handled and, and um I totally just blanked on the word. Representation? presentation? I I don't I fucking let me I don't know.
2: <laughs> Start I don't the know thought over. My
1: brain. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. When she's you know has her period and in the discussion that happens, it is basically like you're born this way. You need to kind of just yes, accept
2: it. I remember reading that.
1: Yeah, it reads very different in today's world, and I can also see people. You know, I'm not saying that nobody in in 83 was reading this being like I'm offended because I I truly believe that there were people that did but I enjoy that it's not like um you're talking about the way that it's like accepting these parts of yourself I don't know it's like a a a bridge almost like I, I don't know what I'm I guess so many YA books nowadays are about like this strong girl being put in this world where it's like, you don't act like you're of that time. You act like you are from the 2020s and that you've been dropped into the 1800s. And like, there's fucking nothing wrong with the women being women in that time. Right. And I don't know, I guess like hearing that this is something that is a focus of the series really helps with that one moment where it was like, oh, reading this and today, this is not great.
2: Right. Because that language is very, like, it's very transphobic if I were to say that to a person Mm -hmm. now, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But Eleni is saying it to Alana, seeing her as a cisgendered girl who Mm -hmm. just wants to do boy things. Right. And wants to leave certain girl things behind. I wish I could leave that behind as well. Right, yeah. which is valid. Yeah. We're talking about periods at <laughs> yeah. this hey, point. So, like, that's suck. a totally valid thing. <laughs> I have an IUD, and it probably needs to get taken out, and I dread my first period after having no. my IUD oh, taken so out. It's going to be a nightmare. Um, but that being said, that language isn't great, and I think we all know that, and I think Tamara mm-hmm. Pierce knows that now, and I think yeah. if this were to be rewritten today... hmm I don't think that language would have been used or at least if it was used, it would have been used in a sense of this is a person that is challenging Alana and this is not the rhetoric that is correct. Like we are not supporting this rhetoric. This is rhetoric that exists and we are not supporting it.
1: Yeah. She definitely, if you follow her on any social media, you will see that she is incredibly progressive Mm -hmm. and all about supporting these social causes and, has learned, does grow, um, again, just another childhood author or young adult, whatever the fuck you would call it. Yeah. Someone who should be defining people and proving that just because you did it and helped define a generation, you got to keep learning. And it's just, it's
2: really nice. There is a trans character who appears in the Becca Cooper books. Oh, Oh, nice. She's very great. Um, it's not handled, very well, but it's also when there was this push for more diversity. So, like, it was an attempt from a cisgendered person who didn't really know what they were doing. Right. But but it was an attempt, I guess. Right. Like, that's not intended to be a defense, but that's where we are. No,
1: I know, and I hate the argument like, uh, you gotta treat things like they're of their time, and and, and I get it. I know that's such a bullshit argument, but you kind of do. I mean...
2: I think uh, it very much depends on how the person who created it has changed since. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Have they learned? To sit, yeah. Have they learned? Have they progressed? Have right. they, you know, kept up with what's going on? Has their work grown?
2: Yeah. Mm. And I very much think Tamara Pierce's has. She actively wants to change things that she got wrong in the alana books like there's um this kind of power imbalance between the bazir people and jonathan's kingdom mm-hmm. and the way that it got resolved was kind of white savory mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And Tamara Pierce has since said, like, I want to fix this. I want to give the Bazir people back their agency and their independence. Like, right. I should not have done that. At that time, it was the right mm-hmm. thing to do. It was the thing to do. Yeah. yeah. But it was wrong. And now I have to fix it somehow.
0: I like that critical thinking of yourself and your works and not just doubling down on, this is what <laughs> I did then, so it's fine right now. And yeah, I'm just like just close, like, blocking your ears and not li- willing, be willing to listen and learn and progress. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think you nailed it on the head with one of the first things you said, which is that each book she writes feels better, gets mm. better, sounds better. And I, that's just how it has to be. Like,
2: yeah. You, yeah. I don't know. If you're I, not growing, then what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, like, um, I read... The, this quartet, about the same time that I also read um, the Twilight Quartet, mm-hmm. and have recently reread the Twilight books and the new one, expecting this growth from Stephanie Myers. And I'm not trying to shit on Stephanie Myers because, like, I, I, I have such a weird respect for her. That's just a whole nother story. But her writing hasn't changed at all. And no. I was very disappointed in that fact. Mm. Um, and maybe it's because she just took the same book that she had started 12 years ago and kept it and didn't change it. And uh, maybe she'll put out a book next year and that'll change my mind about the progression of her writing. But, um, I don't know, I guess like, this is where my mind has been where it's just like, God, it's been 12 years. You should have grown. Yes. A little bit. I completely
2: agree with that. Like, that's why I'm constantly like going back to (coughs) school for writing. I gotta be better. Mm -hmm. Gotta (laughs) change. Yeah.
1: I also love, I follow her on Goodreads mm-hmm. and her just commentary. She reads so much and like her commentary <sighs> on things. And they're never like big reviews, but it's like, she makes notes of things that she likes and things that she doesn't. And mm. It's wonderful because not a ton of authors do that, understandably. yeah, um, You don't want to sit there and bash someone that you could end up being on a panel with. And I don't think she's bashing anybody, but I just really respect like understanding what she enjoys and just that reminder again that like authors should be reading. Like if you're going to write, you should read.
2: Yeah. 1000%. Um, so Stephanie, you were not on call yet when I told Meg this, but I wrote a letter to Alana a few years ago that Tamara Pierce found. (gasps) And Wrote a very short response to, like two sentences. I didn't realize but, she found it. Oh my it. god! I didn't think <laughs> you said yeah, it. yeah. I, I mentioned that she found it, and she like reposted it and said something. I oh, love it. it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, so, if it's okay with you both, I'd like to read this letter. Yes, please. yes. Uh, Dear Alana, this wasn't my first time visiting you. It wasn't even my second or third. It's strange for me to read your story because I actually met your daughter first. I already knew how things would end for you. I knew that you would one day find love and overcome your trials. You would come out stronger. Alana, I wish I knew you when I was younger. I didn't find you until my 20s. You could have taught me a thing or two about growing up. I could have learned about life and love from you. One of the things you taught me is that I don't need to deny any part of myself in order to be taken seriously. I can be feminine and strong. I can be smart and silly. I can be 100% myself without regrets and screw anyone that says I can't. You also taught me about love. There are so many different kinds of love in the world, and you saw, after a while, that they all demanded to be felt. Though you resisted your love for John, you came to terms with the idea. Your love was so strong, and overruled your fear and allowed you to open yourself up. You experienced a different kind of love with George and again with Liam, each time finding it easier to allow someone into your heart and recognizing when the love would work and when it wouldn't. The only way to be happy and love is to find someone willing to accept all of you. Thank you, Alana. You are one of the most important characters I've ever read about, and I will constantly point to you when someone asks for recommendations. Thank you for being the lioness and completely, unashamedly yourself. With love, MJ.
0: I love that so Lucky
1: much. you hell. <laughs> <laughs> hey.
0: Oh, that was
2: beautiful.
0: <laughs> that
1: is so beautiful.
2: Tamara Pierce's response was, Alana read this and the notes and then went into her private room and closed the door and didn't come out for a while. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, the thing that I think that used to do. I used to write ca- letters to fictional characters on Tumblr. Ooh, I, I love, love that. that so much! Yes,
0: so much, and that she first. Resp- thank you, for, first of all, thank you for sharing that. Of course, yes, thank you. Oh,
2: and I thought it was lost forever because yeah. that blog got deleted because Tumblr <gasps> hates me. Oh.
0: Well, I'm glad that it's not lost forever. And that's amazing yes. that she saw that and, repost- and responded to it, too. Yes.
2: yes. Oh. She's wonderful. She's so sweet. Uh, John, my husband, and I met her at a signing, and we told her that she's one of the reasons we're together. And she was like, don't put that on me. <laughs> 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 that's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> and she's,
1: like, she's so funny. She is. And she is so unapologetically herself. Yeah. And, like, I I probably haven't seen half as many authors as you have, but I have definitely seen my fair share. And there's just this vibe about her that is so amazing that, like, I, I mean, I, Mary is a huge fan. I I am a fan, but, like, Mary should go on, like, and come and talk with you because she and Jill could, I mean, I just would sit there and be like, cool, guys. I'm gonna go find... (laughs) my Animorphs books or something oh. <laughs> but um like I, both times that I went to her signings I was just like the second time I was so excited to go see her again because it's just like this it's she's who I
2: want to be when I grow up me too when I grow up <laughs> I want to be Tamara Pierce and she actually has used that line in her books her characters has said when I grow up I want to be her <laughs> about some badass woman who just yeah. like walked across the room and just like that's how i feel about you oh, i want to be I love,
1: I love your letter it is yes. exactly what i was feeling and where it was just like damn i wish i had read this when i was younger because yes i agree. already had strong people strong characters mm-hmm. that i looked up to um i wonder what i would have been like if i had a lot mm.
2: yeah agree yeah Um, another thing that Tamara Pierce said that I love, and I have to share it because it'll make you both laugh, she was on a panel at Comic-Con talking about strong women, and the conversation turned to feminism, and she said, well, when I was younger, I was not a feminist, because to be a feminist, you had to be celibate or a lesbian, and I was neither. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, <gasps> that <"Yes!" is> amazing. <laughs> I love you! <laughs> she's my hero! <laughs> oh, she's so great. Oh, I love it. I have so many feelings about her, and all of her characters, <sighs> and all of her books. Yes. And Kelladry of Mendelin and her definitely gay maid, Lalasa. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's
1: just to bring this back around to the fact that like we're reading this because it's it it ended Mm. up on a banned book list or a challenged book list for bullshit reasons, guys. Bullshit reasons. We're talking about like I could understand nowadays where it's like, hey, this one section gives me issues that you know that we're talking about in a very like critical manner. We wouldn't ban this fucking book, but I also don't believe in banning books or book burning, and so. Um, This is a whole other story. I just had, like, a flashback to an entire Facebook thing going on right now. Um,
2: This book was banned because it talked about feminine bodies as Mm
1: -hmm.
2: more than just props. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And the fact
1: that, like, you can't make the argument that, like, period talk needs to happen at a certain age. Because I was in fucking fifth grade. I was 10. So it's like...
0: Right. She might have been 11 by that point, but either way. Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: It, th- it fucking <laughs> happens, guys. Like, thank it's- God I had, like, a mother who was like, hey, I got mine really early. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to talk to you about this really early because, like, hopefully you don't. But also, this way you
2: know what's happening. Right. Yeah, I really don't remember my first period. And I think that's a good thing because it just wasn't traumatic for me. And I think yeah. I had been prepared enough. hmm like my mom's not a big talker but i think she like kind of gave me the heads up like just by the way if like you end up bleeding just come talk to me i'll be fine yeah
0: (laughs) my mom gave me my mom gave me a book about like puberty and body change she's like i think you need to read this and that was it and when i asked her about that as an adult she's like yeah but your school taught you sex ed and i was like not really but i mean i was prepared enough from the book and then my stepmom was very much like we're going to discuss this book in length. And I was like, I don't want to talk about this book with you, (laughs) but okay, fine. But like my parents
2: wouldn't sign the form. I'm very lucky. (laughs) I know what
0: sex is.
2: I
1: made a comment. We were watching in the tall woods last night, which is not a great movie for the record. And they start giving CPR to a pregnant woman. And my first thought and went left my mouth was you're going to injure that baby and Josh was like, where the fuck do you think the baby is in the body that's like, doing CPR is going to damage it? And I was like, a oh, rib could break. And, like, because the way my brain works, a rib break shoots off into the, you know, the baby. And he just, like, the pause the movie as he, like, died laughing. Thankfully understands my brain enough to mm-hmm. be, like, to not be like, we need to fucking talk about, you know, yeah. women's bodies are, like, <laughs> having babies. But, like... <laughs> Because I say shit, like, he was like, this is, like, the time we had the conversation and your argument was just, like, one day the wind will go away. And (laughs) it was like, thankfully you've known me long enough that, like, when I say this shit, there's, like, there's a meaning somewhere in there. Yeah. It's usually something bullshit. But I just was like, fucking hell. (laughs) Sex ed, man. Yeah. You know? Or I I actually genuinely did have to take a second and be like... Yeah, no, that actually wouldn't happen, but man, like, my first reaction was definitely like, that rib is going to hurt the baby.
2: <laughs> Welcome to what Southern Sex Ed taught me.
1: Oh, Before we
2: wrap up, I very much want to be angry at Tamara Pierce, though, because she has created a world in which you can drink a cup of tea to get rid of a cold. You can mm-hmm. just wear a fucking mm-hmm. necklace mm-hmm. as, oh, I know. it's birth control? Give me that necklace. birth control.
0: <laughs> Where do I get that? that uh, <laughs> I will wear it every day.
1: <laughs> I can understand that being challenged. I still don't agree. I can understand the the amulets being challenged because like we shouldn't be teaching kids sex, but like clearly we should be, guys. We should be.
0: Yeah. If we sh- if we're teaching them about periods, we got to teach them about sex, yes. like and we should be teaching them about both comprehensively. Exactly.
1: But yeah, yeah. <laughs> to
0: boys and girls because boys need to know that women can't and girls can't just hold in their periods. They need to understand how that works. Like, yes
1: oh fucking hell yes they do (laughs) but yeah I would love love to be able to have just some homeopathic like get rid of cold Mm -hmm. shit like neti pot works but you still gotta work at it I just would love to have just like a cup of tea and be like man I feel so much better fucking magic
0: Yeah.
1: so mad at it I just wanted to be angry about that that's all No, that's an incredibly (laughs) valid thing to be angry about
2: Like, it's not
0: fair. I want my birth control amulet.
2: (laughs) Yes! Damn it. I should not have to suffer.
0: Yeah. I agree. And she didn't have cramps. Maybe she gets them as she gets, because I know I didn't have any when I was younger, but they've gotten worse as I've gotten older. But I'm just- I think she does get them. Oh, I definitely did. She does or doesn't?
2: Yeah, she does.
0: Oh, I hope that there's an amulet or tea to help with that, because-
1: I would fucking love for that, because I had to have surgery for mine. (sighs)
2: That's so why I got my IUD, so I wouldn't have cramps ever again. I tried yeah. the IUD, but I'm too
0: paranoid. I basically convinced myself every twinge in my pelvic area was like an ectopic pregnancy, and my fallopian tube was gonna burst. I can't. I'm too paranoid for it. For it, I That's would fair. wish that my brain didn't work like that and <laughs> <It> would relax <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but it won't. I've tried I made another twice.
1: Comment last week, but just I just thought of it. I'll I'll tell you guys later. Okay. Yeah, no, I I I can't. <laughs> I've, I've had blood clots, so I can't be on, really, any kind of, like, IUD right. or, or pills or things like that. And it's, it's genuinely, like, at least I kind of have the, um, we don't think you can get pregnant, so, like, good luck if you ever decide you want to have kids. But I still, you know, it's a panic. Like, mm-hmm. fucking yes, I would wear it. I'd get that shit tattooed in somewhere, yeah. like, like <laughs> dig out some skin and, like, can I just... Wear it on my forehead. I don't know. <laughs> right I think if above you just wear it,
2: I think if you just wear it like a necklace, it'll be fine, Meg.
1: <laughs> but but I lose shit.
0: I don't think yeah. I understand. I lose jewelry constantly. You are committing to this amulet. You're like, no, I need this like in my. Can person, I swallow like? it? Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, <that's
2: laughs> this good. is why
1: I don't give expensive jewelry. That's fair. Oh.
2: Well, if you both keep reading. Please message me and tell me all of your feelings. Definitely. Because I'd love to re-experience these books vicariously through you. Wait, Megan,
0: have you read the next of this series or no? I have read this. So I read this entire quartet.
1: But it was within months of my car accident. And basically my 20th and 21st year. Mm. I don't fucking remember. I remember snippets. Yeah like there are conversations that I've had years later where someone's like, like I had a friend that applied for a job in Australia that didn't get it. And I was like, when the fuck did you tell me this? And she's mm. like three months ago. Not a clue. Not a damn clue.
0: Okay, So I don't want to spoil oh. things because I definitely want to continue with this. So I don't want to spoil yeah. things for you. If you're,
1: I remember big things. Like okay. I remember who she ends up with. And okay. I remembered like the general, like who the big bad is okay. and some other things like that. But like cool. definitely couldn't remember if you had said Sir Miles, I'd have been like, oh, that name brings
2: happiness to me. But I <laughs> wouldn't have remembered who he was. Yeah. Okay. I do also want to shout out to Marco Shiro of Mark Reads. Mark Reads would be a really good companion yes. for this because Mark has some really great insights mm-hmm. uh, to the themes throughout the books and the things that are problematic, but the things that also worked well and how those things can change. I think Mark is just a really insightful person. And yes. Mark covered all of Tamara Pierce's books, just all of them. So Mark's blog is a really good companion. If you're going to go through all of Tamara's books.
1: Nice. Thank and you. if you can find any other like books or shows that he's done, cause I they... found him through Veronica Mars I'm
2: uh, mm. years ago. I'm really sorry. Mark came out as non-binary recently. Oh, sorry. Thank okay. you. Yes. Okay. Uh, haven't
1: kept up with that. Thank you. Um, I followed them after Veronica Mars. I was, it was one of my Veronica Mars rewatches several years ago and stumbled across their blog. And yeah, definitely, definitely agree. Great recommendation.
2: I think it was Tamara Pierce that got me to Mark's blog and I just stuck with it for Veronica Mars as well. I think maybe those were happening at the same time. Oh God, I can't remember. I also read all of Mark Rees' Twilight and Mark Reece Harry Potter, because those are great. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do that. I need to do that. It's very good. There was one page of notes that just said, what? Oh. That's valid. <laughs> okay. That was for Mark Rees' Twilight. Oh, boy. <laughs> very good.
1: I think one of these days, we're eventually going
2: to get Stephanie to read
1: Twilight, just to, like experience read mark w- reads twilight with it
0: i that would, I would have I to think be it's my a companion very for sure <laughs> Wait,
1: i won't make you do the entire series
0: <laughs> uh i mean but i'm very much a completionist although i
1: know you are that's part of the reason that i'm just like i can't i'll have to but exercise. at the same
0: time when i finally when the whole 50 shades of gray craze like the mommy porn whatever it was called was like all right i need to see what this is about read the first one was like i absolutely refuse to read any more of this crap (laughs) and i did not finish the series the only series i've ever bailed on
1: (laughs) i read gray and i've seen the movies i have not seen the movies
2: (laughs) my husband has read more of it than i have i will say i think
1: that they made anastasia a stronger character in the movie um, and I think in part that's just Dakota Johnson being like I'm not fucking doing this <laughs> she,
0: she didn't want to fall all over the place every five seconds yeah, and no, like yeah. Oh, god I hated that book so much but then I was like I have to finish the book even though I've literally thrown it across the room for the fifth time today I have to finish the book <sighs> but then would well, not finish the series
1: these are a series worth completing yes. yes, yes
0: I can tell from me not throwing the book across the room once <laughs> not once well that's good high praise yeah (sighs) any last thoughts on Alana on Alana no
1: I think I'm good we did not find out where the sickness came from
0: nope we have ideas Um, that the sweating sickness may have come from uh Mr. Roger the I was about to ask, is that
1: where you think it came from?
0: Yes. Although at first I was thinking Raylon, because he left court and said, well, before he left court, he told Alana he was going to get even with her. Um, And then he all of a sudden left court. So when that happened, I was like, how do you have this magic, kid? And then when we meet Roger, I was like, okay, maybe it's Roger, but maybe they're working together. I don't know.
2: (laughs) I feel like when you get to uh, Raylon's, like, whole story, you're just Mm -hmm. gonna be like, this fucking guy. (laughs) Oh, God, okay. (laughs) Oh, this fucking guy.
0: That'll be the message that MJ gets from me, is this fucking guy. (laughs) You know who I'm talking about.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I'm looking forward to it. I'm very excited. Yeah,
0: I gotta get the next book, so. All right. Well, before we dive into what we're reading next for the podcast... What are you both reading that is not for a
2: podcast? That's
1: an excellent question.
2: One reads not for podcasts? What? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> uh, I've been struggling with reading a lot because the depression. Yeah, uh, I know that mm-hmm. for sure. It's just really hard Get to that. pick up books. Uh, I actually might continue rereading all of Tortal because hmm. I'm doing Emilon for Circle of Friendship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I just I think it would be good for me to settle into something that's familiar and safe mm-hmm. and that will definitely make me cry but mm-hmm. like happy cry
0: yeah I get that I used to reread Harry Potter a lot <coughs> a while ago
1: yeah I actually like um somehow have ended up in James and Lily fanfic TikTok
2: okay. and too.
1: Um, which is wonderful by the way <laughs> and um Definitely was like, man, I need to read some fanfic because like the same thing, that comfort level, those tropes that we know, mm-hmm. but those characters that we love. And I think that's a way of continuing that world without spending money mm-hmm. yeah. and and supporting um support, that we don't fan want to support fanfic creators. Exactly. Exactly.
2: I have some Tamara Pierce fanfic. <laughs> oh, I may be calling you for that. <laughs> Mine is exclusively Emilon. Oh, okay. okay, then never mind. Yeah. Okay. Though I have recommendations for...
1: <laughs> um, I am going to read A Deadly Education okay. by Naomi Novik. Um, I have started it a few times and need to sit down and actually do it. It comes out September 29th, so it'll be come out in between our off weeks. I have an advanced copy. I love her Ooh. retellings. And this is a... Um, it's like a, just a new take on a school of magic. And I think that we are, the weather is getting cool enough. I need to read some kind of school of magic, you know, continue in my kind of like weird fantasy urban fantasy hybrid that I kind of enjoy. Um, and I think that that is going to cross into that very well. I also just got recommended for you, um, which is a YA book. That um, has You've Got Mail tropes, which is my favorite, favorite, hands down, between You've Got Mail, She Loves Me, Shop Around the Corner. Like, that is my fucking favorite love story. Oh. Give me someone who is writing letters, and then you find out it is your enemy that you have fallen in love with. Oh, fucking love it. I don't know. It's so awful. It's so terrible. Because there's so much gaslighting in all of them. But damn it. I don't care.
0: <laughs> I will always watch *You've Got Mail* when it's on. So it's so fucking. Good. I don't think I've actually
1: seen it. Ugh, oh. it is. It's... Tom Hanks in his in his prime.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, Tom def- Hanks
1: is still amazing. Yes, but he is now America's dad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's true, he is. Yeah, definitely the gaslighting. But at the same time, I'm just like, oh, the dial-up and oh, simpler times. <laughs> and like, the
1: *Books oh, of Wonder* I love reference. That. Yes, the Books of Wonder references, and just, there's something about, I don't know, I like my favorite kind of romance tropes, I, oh, I also started reading Dating by the Book again, which is another kind of in the same vibe, where it's like, you just start chatting with someone online, and you make this connection, and then it's like someone that you knew and real. like, I don't know, like, the, the ability to let down those boundaries. Mm-hmm. I have a mobile game to recommend
2: to you later. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) I've been playing a game. I think it will be up your alley. (laughs) All right. I'm down. I'm down. Stephanie, what are you
1: going to read next?
0: I'm actually going to reread Children of Blood and Bone because I have Children of Virtue and Vengeance and I want to have the story fresh in my the first one fresh in my mind when i jump into it so ready to get back into the magics but first doing the reread yeah doing the reread of children of blood and bone so i'm ready for what their world looks like now that magic is back in virtue um virtue and vengeance
1: have you read those mj
2: remind me what it was sorry children was the first one
0: children of blood and bone by Okay, say vice and virtues too
2: yeah who is the Um, author uh is it Tommy? I mean. told me, yes. I have seen it advertised. I have not read it. It
0: is a
1: yeah. very um, African influenced um, fantasy. Mm-hmm. That sounds it cool. Amazing. Did we read that for the? We did. did
0: we? Okay. Yeah. I was like, I could like, just listen to our episode, but I was like, no, reread the book. Don't be lazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, I mean this is. I've seen the book, and I, I love the yeah. second book's cover. It's blue mm-hmm. instead of red. And I'm all, I actually think I got the ebook or the audio book from the library at one I point and did. started it and was like, I don't remember any of these characters Oh no, because there was such a gap between yeah. the first and second one. Yeah. And that book's like 600 pages.
0: Yeah. So, so
1: good to oh, have yeah, it fresh in mind do it
0: too. Do it with me. <laughs> 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 so yeah, that's the plan. Blood and Bone first as a reread and then Virtue and Vengeance. Sounds good. Right. Yeah. All right. And then next for the podcast, we're going with horror as we're go- getting into October. We're going to go with Nosferatu by Joe Hill, which neither of us has read. So mm-hmm. I've been meaning to, ever since we did Lock and Key, I'm like, I got to read more of him. I love him. And I read the rest of Lock and Key and that was it. So I'm exactly, also yeah. excited for that reason. <laughs> yes. We'll see if it scares us. We shall see.
2: So, I'm Jay. Thank you
0: so much for coming on.
2: Yes, thank, thank you for you having so me. Please come back. Please, I'm always first... happy to talk about Tamara Pierce.
0: Yep, please expect <laughs> messages about the books as I go through them. I still have to get yes. the next one, but.
2: <laughs> uh, your pain will give me life.
0: <laughs> uh, so, where can people find you?
2: So, if you're just interested in listening to me talk about my bullshit, you can find me on Twitter. I am at I Hoard Libraries. If you like video games, you might like my podcast, Reignite, where we talk about the Mass Effect series. We do a deep dive into each mission and talk about how our feelings about them have changed over time. Uh, that's at Reignite Pod on Twitter. I also do a podcast about the Circle of Magic series by Tamara Pierce. That's Circle of Friendship at COF Pod on Twitter. And I also do a podcast about the creative works of Rob Thomas, No Not That One. That is the Rob Thomas, No Not That One Robcast. Where we talk about works such as Veronica Mars, eventually I Zombie, Party Down, uh, I'm like oh. failing to think of other titles. Drive Me Crazy was one thing that we covered. Yeah, uh, that that's on a brief hiatus, but it should be back in October. So now is a really good time to get caught up. Yeah. Nice.
0: Wait, Drive Me Crazy like the movie?
2: Yes, he <gasps> wrote the screenplay. What? I
0: haven't seen that movie in years, but
2: what? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. it covered it. It's still wonderful. It's still it really good.
0: Much. I will always uh, enjoy Britney Spears' music video for Drive Me Crazy. Yes. <laughs> the movie. I mean,
2: everyone watch <laughs> yes. it. Mean, yes, you we, should.
0: Because also that version of the song is better than the original version on her album, her first album, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest.
2: <laughs> we did a uh, network-wide watch of Drive Me Crazy uh, to celebrate finishing season one of The Robcast. And um, once we finish season two, we're actually going to have Meg on and we're going to talk about Rob Thomas's young adult novel, Ratsaw God. Nice. It reminded me of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not for a while, so you're fine. I know it's not for a while, but
1: <laughs> this is like, I'm coming on, what am I doing again? <laughs> it's fine. Oh,
2: you'll be fine.
0: Oh, well, thank you again yeah, for coming. Fun. Oh, thank you. This, this was great. And I don't know, did, I don't know exactly, did you I, Did you
2: suggest the book?
0: I can't remember how we came with deciding this. Uh,
2: Yeah, I think I did.
0: Thank you for bringing this into my life because I'm so excited (laughs) to read the rest of it.
2: (laughs) I'm very happy. I'm very excited. I'm so glad that you guys are part of Certain Point of View now. Yes. Yes. I
0: don't think I said that at the beginning.
2: (laughs) It's It's fine. We're talking about it now. Yay. (laughs) We would have worked it in. Don't worry.
0: Still getting used to it. Yes.
1: If uh, you somehow missed last week's Mm -hmm. episode, which is understandable if you cut it out halfway through because you wanted to go read Elizabeth Cole's book.
0: As you should Um, have, if you haven't read it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We are part of certain point of view network now, which is where all three of MJ's podcasts are as well. And it is so amazing and just so much different kind of content that you can dive into, like whatever you want. I mean, MJ alone. That's three different mediums. (laughs) Like, fucking amazing. So great. I really needed to play Mass Effect. Damn it. You do! I know. I've
0: never played it. Uh,
1: Hmm. (laughs) But MJ's already got me falling for Bird Boy. Yes! Garrus (laughs) Recaring
2: is the best! Hang on. Hang on. on. Without me ever having played this damn game. Yeah. (laughs) Yes! This is my boyfriend. <laughs> this is my boyfriend, Gareth Vicarian. He is basically Batman. Okay. Except without the money. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get him back on the wall. It's all. Um, the thing that I love about Mass Effect is that it allows you to explore morality. It allows you to explore space. <laughs> and also, you get to have so many relationships with wonderful, wonderful aliens, and I believe that romancing aliens is an allegory for being gay. So, that's me. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I know my
0: boyfriend's played it and likes the games. I just haven't. See,
1: you have access to them. I do. Yes. I do.
0: But I, we're very oh. much in Don't Starve, because we, we started playing Don't Starve together <laughs> together.
2: I had a friend play all the Mass Effect games, I was like, just, you know, text me every once in a while, just let me know what's happening. Because there's a big dramatic thing that happens at one point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the messages that I got gave me so much life. (laughs) (laughs) just MJ, MJ, MJ.
1: Always so much fun to introduce someone to your fandom. It is. Yes, it so is. Good. I got
0: George playing Don't Starve, the singular version, and I would get texts from him about how he was building up his base camp and there were pigs and doing this, and I'm like, oh, I love these messages. <laughs> like we were <laughs> driving yesterday and like like a piece of like grass, like kinda the way it blew across the road really, I was in my head, I'm like, those are like the tumbleweeds and don't starve together. And what did I hear from him? <laughs> it's like tumbleweeds. <laughs> it's like, <Aww>. yes. <laughs>
1: found the one win. When...
0: Right, 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 right. They embrace the don't starve. <laughs> For me, that's my thing. You've embraced the don't starve and the don'ts. Although he's getting me to play don't starve together because that shit's hard. <laughs> it's harder it's than the, hard. the singular one.
2: <laughs> just yes. wait till the references slip into your wedding vows. Okay. okay. Did Mass Effect slip into yours? Definitely. I believe. And it. also in the best man speech. Ah! Oh, so great! <laughs> nice. I have to send you a video of my wedding just so you can see that. <laughs>
1: My, I don't go to a ton of weddings but the favorite, my favorite one that I've gone to in the past few years um, fries got slipped in and I was just like this makes me so fucking happy <laughs> it's like, it, it was the bride when she drinks, she, I mean she fucking loves fries but then when she drinks she fucking loves fries and so working fries in, I was just like "Nice," yeah, just makes me happy that's great <laughs> that is delightful <sighs> So, I don't know what I was going to say. Never mind. Probably your wrap up.
2: <laughs> Probably.
1: Probably. It's not my week. Okay. <laughs> I
0: didn't want to cut you off, but of there was something else. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, MJ, for coming. You are with, Welcome Back Anytime.
2: Yay.
0: So, go check out I'll lead MJ. lead my way
2: into another friendship. Yes. yes. <laughs>
1: No, seriously, at any point you're like, yeah. hey, I want to read this book, and we'll be like, all right.
0: Yeah. Fine. I mean, our challenge sure. is kind of like a loose... Hey, it's
1: 2020 like... is
2: just what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like that sometimes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we're adults. We can do what we want. It's our podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we did a banned book. It, that we was did. on our list.
1: It we, was. We did do our challenge this time. Right. We were good, good Yay. kids. Yeah.
0: All right. So, go check out MJ's podcast. Go check out Certain Point of View Network. Come back to join us in two weeks with Nosferatu. And in the meantime, keep supporting your local libraries and Black-owned bookstores.